Right. And, and I see, and the, the people who came into my program that were so much slower than I was, and now they just kick my butt when they run and they run marathons and they run half marathons and they've run personal records. And, and, you know, nothing makes me happier than that is someone else's success. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood-burning podcast, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood-burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood-burning in 2020, and I haven't looked back since. Today is our monthly non-pyro guest, and before you hit pause, I want you to know something about our guest. Sue Barnes is kind of a big deal. She's an incredible community builder, a shining beacon of joy and connection, and has been connecting people through the power of movement for decades. One of the biggest takeaways for me from this discussion was that to overcome some of our hardest days, we need to continue to find connections with people. This episode was especially fun for me because it was live in person and because Sue Barnes is my mom. It was so special to really take the time to talk to her about her stuff, you know, in the way that all kids never know that their parent is a real person. I got to hear about what makes my mom a real person. It was so much fun. She provided a wonderful perspective on how life changes as you age and how sometimes you have to adjust for that. And as mom always says, enjoy the age you're at because you'll never be that age again. And now you get to hear it straight from her. Hi, Mom. Welcome <laughs> on Peak Pyrography. Hey, Jess. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Um, today is day four or five at altitude, and I'm pretty tired. It just <laughs> kind of wears me out, besides being with a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, a one-year-old. Wears me out. But other than that, pretty good. Good. I am glad that you're here, and I was so excited to get you on because I think that you have something so valuable to share with all of us about how you've spent how you've kind of how you've made a career out of community building and bringing people together and the power of that um so you've been let's kind of start there uh y- you have a company called socially motivated wellness yes yes uh and it's you call it somo somo and wh- how did you how did so somo get started well i started it in 2016 I was working for another race and doing a training program for them, um, the Brooksy Way and the Crim for a while. Uh, but I was working for them, and we I would train people for one race for the Brooksy Way. And we developed a whole group of people who wanted to keep running and keep doing other races. And sometimes for your mental health, you kind of need to say, this is not serving me, and I need to do... I need to leave this situation and I need to do something for myself. So so f- you were leaving that other race that you were working for and right. you decided to create your own company, your own business. My own business, right. And I worked with some phenomenal people who helped me set up a business plan and kind of come up with a name and color scheme and, and she designed my logo and and I started uh, in 2016 right after I left in December of 2015, started training people right away in 2016, doing half marathon training, 5K, 10K. Um, the programs run from seven weeks to 16 weeks. And I was fortunate enough that people followed me, that I didn't have to start from the ground up. I had a group of people um, who said, wherever you go, we go. 
And so we started training for the races. And I, it's 2023 now, and I'm kind of surprised we're still going. <laughs> you know, everyone says, oh, give yourself five years. It's only going to last five years. Well, and then we had a pandemic at five years. So Right. And, and you survived through the pandemic. We survived through the pandemic. We did lots of virtual challenges. <laughs> we did the Oregon Trail, where everyone had, we had to get from Rochester Hills, Michigan, all the way through, we did the whole Oregon Trail, and no one died of dysentery. Or, <laughs> but people enjoyed that, especially when they, it was virtual. You know, yeah, I, especially at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was kind of looking for something to do and trying to find right something and some kind of connection with other people while we were all stuck at home. Right. We even took uh, lyrics from Bob Seger's song, um, 12 Hours Out of Mackinac City, and I figured where that was. And so we ran to that. And everyone <laughs> would on Facebook would post their miles for the day or post their miles for the week. And as a group, we would get 12 hours out of Mackinac City, <laughs> or we would get to the Oregon Trail, or we would get... Uh, we ran other places. People would suggest things, Appalachian Trail to Florida to here and there, just to keep people motivated because people were still running in the pandemic. That I, was one of the few things you could still do. Still do. And I had a group in Royal Oak, and they didn't want anyone to see them running on the sidewalk, so that's when they started running in one of the local cemeteries. Oh. Because no one was really going to complain if they saw them in there, because who would see them? So they found ways to keep moving and interacting, whether it's running or walking. Yeah, and that, that's so valuable, the, the groups getting together and or, or motivating each other virtually through, the, through an online community. Right. Um, so kind of how did you get started? How did you get going what was the beginning of your journey into running or into movement? Into uh, well, have to go back to high school where I for three years I was manager of the boys' baseball team. Okay, because that's kind of what I thought girls could do. And then in when I was a senior, we went from four high schools to two high schools. I took a life saving class, and the the teacher of the life saving class was a women's swim coach and she said hey why don't you come swim for me never done it before but I was big I was tall I was athletic enough and so I started swimming and I fell in love with it and I, I probably one of my biggest regrets was that I didn't follow swimming into college but when I got to college and I started running and what I loved about being on the track team was it was a team and we were a family and we yes we competed it was a very small school and NAIA school very small but I had my family I had my team I had my my running well and that's all you need in a, is to find your small niche your community your, your right. local community that it doesn't have to be a big school for that no it doesn't it doesn't and then after that um, I I kind of I, I ran when I worked in Kokomo Indiana for a while I would run with a group of guys in the morning from the local Y um, and that was always fun um, we even got our picture in the paper because it was so cold one time and no one could believe that we were actually out running and it's funny to look back on that picture because we all have cotton on we all have old sweatpants we just have all these layers on and now we have all this technical fabric and we would never think of wearing cotton so it's kind of funny to see we did survive back then um and then uh fast forward i stopped running and um i had as you know four children <laughs> in yes. six years and Hannah was uh, your youngest, my youngest. She was nine months old, and we went to, to church camp. And one of the women was there and said, hey, why don't you come run with me? 
I'm like, okay. So she got me started. And like you and wood burning, never looking back. I never looked back. I loved it. It was the only time I could be alone with four kids under six. I was never, ever alone. So this yeah, was the one. That's important. It was very important. I can remember the first time I went out to run, I'm like, yes, I'm going to just go. And I took off and I got eight tenths of a mile down the road. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. And I had to walk home. That's when I had to learn about, I wasn't as young as I had been in college. <laughs> and I had to kind of pace myself a little differently. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it grew from there and you made other friends in the community who you were running with. I did. I met some people online back then when we just emailed. We had groups and kind of, even before chat rooms, it, the, a woman called Tawny Gnomes was, she had a, a connector group, Connecting Connectors, and there was a Michigan Connector group. And so I actually met some women in the Michigan Connectors group at one of my favorite places to run. And um, I started running with them and they got me involved with marathons and half marathons and trail running. And there's a couple of them in that original group and still 25 years later, we're still friends, which which is the coolest thing to me. Yeah. So, so you've always been looking for that kind of sense of community and connection with people. Yes. Yes. I also, I am a firm believer that people do things, they follow something because they have a relationship with a person. Um, that's why those people followed me because I had a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, when I left, um, you don't you you support breast cancer because your friend's mom has breast cancer. You support um, breast cancer research. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> breast cancer research. You you do anything you do is because you have a relationship with someone who's involved with it, and so making those relationships has been really important. I think that's we also we all struggle during COVID with not having those face to face relationships, but my groups they splintered off from one big group into some smaller groups and i know they're still out there running whether they're in my programs or not yeah and i mean in in your community in rochester michigan you've had thousands of people come through your programs yeah i think at one point when i was working for the brooksy way which was the race i worked for and did the training program just one year alone between uh the half marathon program 5k 10k i had a kids program and a stroller program I had couch to 5K programs working up to getting ready for the Brooksy. And I think that year, one year, I had over 600 people that took part in my training That's programs. That's amazing, that impact yeah. that you had there. Yeah. And you still see those people out on the street. I do. I do. And probably um, something that happened just a couple weeks ago, uh, I was on a buy nothing site from Facebook <laughs> trying to get rid of some of the stuff in my house. And this one woman wanted something. And she said, oh, by the way, you got me out and running 10 years ago. And I'm oh still gosh. out and slogging away. Oh. <laughs> and I think of you often. <laughs> and <sighs> Yes. Yes. That just means so much. Like, I didn't recognize her name and who knows which program she was in, but that it, it impacted her. Yeah. And I had some people that joined my programs last spring and fall that said, oh, we were so happy to find you. We got in the Brooksy after you left, but we heard about you. And oh. so we're so happy to be in your program. So. Oh, that's what a what a compliment. What yeah. a and, what a cool thing, too. Uh, and, and those days when I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't want to run with other people. I don't want to run three nights a week. I want to be able to go visit my grandkids. I want to be able to travel. But then something like that happens. I'm like, it, I, I am making a difference. And sometimes it's hard to see. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you get into all the nitty gritty details and you're like, oh, man, this is not what I want to be doing in this minute. And then right. you see the impact that you've had. Right. And and I see and the the people who came into my program that were so much slower than I was. And now they just kick my butt when they run <laughs> and they run marathons and they run half marathons and they run personal records and and you know nothing makes me happier than that is someone else's success and and you're watching these people not only are they having success as athletes but they're also taking care of themselves and taking care of others and they're getting other people out there and it's such a domino effect right right yeah that 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 is so cool so although i don't know that you guys thought it was so cool where everywhere you'd go you'd go oh you're Sue Barnes's daughter? Oh, oh, I know your mother. I'm not sure you guys love that. I I think I was old enough at that point that I did, but I was also not getting in so much trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, so so you started with the Brooksy Way, and that was in 2008. 2008, so the- yeah. I, um, I, there was a local running shop that I always bought my shoes from, and I went in there one day, and... Um, and the guy in there said, Sue, there's this race coming to town. They want training people. I just put your name down on the list, okay? I'm like, what? <laughs> so I went to this meeting. There was 20 people in the room, and they only needed nine group leaders. And and we sat in a circle and went around, and these some people are like, well, I'm a personal trainer, and I have Thursday night open, so I can still do this. Or people said, oh, I've run 10 marathons, 20 marathons. Oh, I've qualified for Boston. And I thought, what am I doing? This is this is not me. I'm not this good. Um, but I was chosen as one of those nine leaders. And uh, oh, my gosh. Well, and, and you filled a you filled a different need for them. Yeah, I was with the slow group. I mean, but, you the, know, and, and that tends to be the group that needs, needs the more most. support. My favorite people. Yeah. Um, I was with the we were BW3. There's only three groups, um, 30 people that year. And um I just had the time of my life. And then they were looking for a training coordinator for the Oakland County program from the CRIM. And I applied for it um, and eventually got the job. They were very slow about hiring, but I eventually got the job. And that second year, we only had 30 people. But I started in June where the program was supposed to start in June. So the next year, we had uh, over 100. And then we grew. We had 300. We had 400. We had over 600. Wow. Every year. It grew fast. It it grew fast. And because it was word of mouth and because someone came and had fun, that was the other thing. You you have to make it fun. If it's drudgery, no one wants to do it. But if it's fun and you have a friend in it, then yes. Yeah, I mean, do it with your buddy. And And, and it was one, one place that brought together... We had someone that did home health care with those first couple dr- groups. We had a, 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 a physician. We had a nurse. We had a pipe fitter who worked at GM. We had um, we had a, another social worker, people I never would have met in my real life that because we had running in common, we became fast friends. Well, and, and you did more with the program than just run. You had yoga. You had other... We, we've added... We added that, yeah. Um, my current training program has yoga that we meet for a homework run one night a week and and i have a a woman in my uh group who is a yoga instructor and so she you call it a homework run yeah well it's homework you have to do homework twice a week in this training program (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so, and we, we added, I tried to involve other aspects of the community when I was at Brooksy and with socially motivated wellness. And uh, I also work part-time at Hanson's Running Shop where we sell running and walking shoes. And so... So you get to meet the people who are trying to get started in something. And if they're looking for that motivation... Right. You can you can help get them connected with other people to... Right. Or say, I have a training program. Give me your email. Tell me you met... Here's my email. Send it to me. Say you met me at Hanson's, and I'll let you know when our next training starts. So if you're local to Michigan, that's run.suebarns at gmail.com. That's right. And we have training groups in Lake Orion, in Royal Oak, in Rochester, um, and in Clarkston. So we, you know... Yeah. We, we reach an area. Not huge, but we reach a good area. And a nice chunk of Oakland County and southeastern Michigan. Right. And I have people that have moved to Florida and Texas who've taken the program with them and said, hey, I can be your south. <laughs> um, and who, who get friends then to run or walk with them and talk about our program. That's, that's cool. Right. So you said that you worked with a brand coach to come up with socially motivated wellness. Can you the, the name and the branding. Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, that was something I'd never done because um, I'd always worked for other companies. But she um, she made me answer all these questions. And, and where do you see it yourself in 10 years and five years and one year and working backwards and, and just write down every word that you can think of that relates to what you want to do and what you want, how you want people to see you and, and um, colors, right? What colors mean to you and what, you know, and, and this was a, this was a couple of months long process we did this because she'd make me write all this stuff out and then we'd meet again. And one day I was just playing. I'm looking at all the words and what kept jumping out was socially motivated and wellness because we, we are socially motivated. Absolutely. Relationships are important. But if you know you're going out for breakfast or you're going out for a beer after you run, that's kind of that's the social part of us. Um, and we all need motivation. And, and as I tell my training groups that um, if you miss your group – they will talk about you <laughs> behind your back. They might talk about you if you're there, but if you're there, you can at least defend, defend yourself. yourself. Yeah. And, and and it's not malicious in any oh, way. Oh, no, no. It's just that, you know, well, where oh, well, is she? Sue's not here today. Yeah. So socially motivated wellness, it just jumped out of me. And I was so excited I called her or I might have texted her. I'm like, I think I got it. I think I got it. And she was thrilled. She was so excited about it. So... And do you have a favorite experience from from social from SOMO or from your time as a group leader with the Brooksy Way? Um, there's so many; it's hard to say. Um, I think one of the coolest things, and it wasn't something me; it was something all of my children did, is that um, my children talked about my program to friends and each of them was responsible for at least one person joining the program an ex-boyfriend of yours <laughs> yep mother and father join um Corian had i think same thing and oh yeah an ex-boyfriend of hers she <laughs> talked about it so much from high school and yep. and and his dad joined the program um cameron had an ex-girlfriend ex -girlfriend. <laughs> that's right and his mom and dad both joined the program and hannah made a deal with Mrs. Fonis about um, one um, of her best friend's mothers, right? Her best friend's mother. So I thought that was cool that you guys talked about it. Then even though it was time away from you guys at times, it, it meant a lot to you that you guys were talking about. Yeah. It I mean, you were modeling for your children, taking care of yourself and, and building that community. And I think that that's played a huge role into 
who we are as people I would hope so. at this point in our so, lives as well. I would hope so. So, um, but the woman the other day on the buy nothing, that meant something. And I've, I currently have a Saturday morning program and that's the last place I want to be at eight 30 <laughs> on Saturday morning is out of Stony Creek in the cold. But the other day when I was leaving, one of the ladies, Eileen said, Sue, thank you so much. Thank you for getting us out here because I wouldn't do this without the group. And that's what I hear. I wouldn't do this without the group. And, and it's so true. And, and my group leaders are the backbone of my whole program. They're the ones that run with the people. I can't run with everyone. Um, so they're the ones that run or walk with the participants at once a week when we get together. And so, you know, it's, it's a village. It's it, kind of a village. Yeah. But I, I am kind of a big deal. You are kind of a big deal. <laughs> That's kind little, of your tagline. Kind of a big deal, at least in my own mind. So, <laughs> and it, it's always funny when people, well, don't you know Sue Barnes? She's kind She's of a, kind big, of a deal. big deal. Yeah. But truly, it's only in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you think. But uh, the rest of us, we, we know that it's true. <laughs> um, so uh, on in general, how many training programs do you have going at a time? Um, Usually, these are all for different events. Right. So usually in the winter, we I have one half marathon training program goes on for a spring half marathon. In in the summer, uh, I have one half marathon program going on for a fall half marathon. But in the summer, I have multiple programs I and a lot of couch to 5Ks. Those are seven-week programs. We start with 20 minutes. Um, and the, the thing about our training program that differentiates it from just a couch to 5k you can download off your phone or an app is that we do the Jeff Galloway run walk run method so you're you only have to run or walk a certain amount of time and then it's an interval so you run two minutes you walk a minute you run two minutes you walk a minute and and you never do anything different right and you you can you can like convince yourself to run for two minutes right because I'm gonna get to walk yeah it's also a more it's more of an overall body workout because you do use different muscles when you walk than when you run so you're kind of getting a better overall there's less chance of injury your heart rate comes down your respiration comes down and mentally it's huge like I get this break it was huge when I ran yesterday here at Elevation. I'm like, you only have to run for a minute and 15 seconds, then you get to walk. Yeah, and so you tailor that kind of to people, you, you know, maybe you're doing two, maybe you've got some groups doing run two minutes, walk a minute. Maybe you've got some groups doing run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds. Right, right. And and then our walkers just kind of walk. They, you know, they they get a little bit faster every week. Sure. Yes. Um, and and it. I, I could take a guess at it, but what excites you the most about all of this? Um, what is when people who say, I can't do that. I can never be a runner. And then next thing you know, they've done their first race, and then they've done a second race, and then they've done a half marathon. And just seeing those people get better, because they can't, anybody could do it. But there's no pressure that, I, that someone has to run a half marathon. No. If, if all no. you want to do is 5Ks, half hour workout. Right. That is that's that's it, right? Just as amazing, right? Because you are getting out and taking. It's just care getting of out and and getting. You know, I always end my emails to them: get out and move. It's the important thing is to get out and move. Not not how fast you move or not, how far you go. Yep, that's great. Um, does Somo keep you busy full time? It doesn't. It's kind of a side gig. Like I said, I worked at Hanson's, um, and that's just a part time job. But it it keeps me in the community and. We have four stores, Hanson's. They all know me, and they all know I have training programs. So they all have people come in and say, hey, I want to get started. They hand them my card, which is nice. Um, 
in the beginning, SOMO took a lot more time because I was trying to figure things out. But now it it's streamlined. It doesn't take quite as long. Um, you know, I, I send out an email a week for the training programs, which I need to do <laughs> today or tomorrow. Um, and, you know, kind of putting everything together, I, I kind of got it down. It doesn't take me that long. So do you, do you batch work that? Do you, you know, write three or four emails and then have them ready to go? Or uh, In my head, I do. Oh, okay. And I always say I'm going to do that for every program. And then it's sometimes it's nice because maybe some things happen in the running community or I, I need to let them know, oh, part of the trail's closed and we can't run on it. Or, you know, we're, we're going to change from here to here because of weather or whatever. So, so it's truly like but it's a newsletter. It's not yes. just a week one, we do this. Week right. two robotic kind right, of right no yeah yep um so uh what do you what are some of your favorite gear pieces that when you're when you're running what kind of shoes do you like to use or <laughs> when you work at a running store you get to try them all out <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite personally my favorite ones are brooks uh, the brooks ghost um that's just it it's just my go-to shoe. When I first started working at Hanson's, I brought home every type of shoe, every brand. Um, and your dad said, how many pairs of shoes do you need? And I said, I don't think that's a question you need to ask. But I kept grabbing for my Brooks. Those are just the ones that fit my feet, right? And that's what, when people say, what's the best shoe? The one that fits your foot the best. Sure. I could do a whole podcast on fitting shoes, but we won't go quite that far into it. But you need to be comfortable. And just because it fits you, doesn't mean it's going to fit your best friend that way. Um, so I, I love the Brooks shoes um, for um, clothing. I have Brooks stuff. I have stuff I've got at Kohl's. I have skirt sports items. I, you know, kind of like to try out different things. Um, most important that it's not cotton now, that it's a wicking material. But fortunately, for anyone that wants to get out and move, you can get that anywhere. You can get that at Target. You can get it at Old Navy. And you don't have to spend a fortune on it. Right. Yeah. So if, if anyone wants to get out, the, it's, right. it's gear shouldn't, uh, clothing should not be the limiting fact. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so let's take a real quick break here okay. and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back with Sue Barnes. You can find her online at run.suebarnes on Instagram, or you can email her at run.suebarnes at gmail.com. I don't think we said that at the top of the show. Um, so speaking of online presence, you're on Instagram at run.suebarnes, and do you have other online presence? I do. We have a Facebook group. Uh, it's called SOMO, S-O-M-O, slash thundering gazelles thundering gazelles was kind of our running group that came out of the brooksy way and one of the guys just said we're like a herd of thundering gazelles <laughs> and so we did have two facebook pages um and it, it was just getting a lot to double post everything so i combined them some, some most of the people who wanted to have moved over to the new one but if you look out there's somo thundering gazelles you'll find us it's a private facebook page but anybody can join they just have to answer a couple questions Sure, make sure you're not a robot. Right, right. Um, I have a website. It hasn't been updated in a couple of years. Um, 
I need to find a person, a website person that can help me with that. Uh, there, I do have an Instagram, a SOMO Instagram, but I haven't really done anything with it, especially since the pandemic. And that's one thing I'd like to kind of get more involved with getting Instagram a little bit more. It's, it's always hard when your business is done through Facebook because not everyone is on Facebook or wants to be on yeah. Facebook or Instagram. But it, it certainly works better than just emailing things. That's hard, too. It's a good way to connect uh, right. to connect with a group of people. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it can be found on a search. So it's not that private that it, you can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you're doing some regular social media posts there on Facebook. And... It, usually every day I put some sort of motivational quote on there. Um, you know, sometimes they're silly, sometimes they're serious. Um, I always post when our training programs are starting and the links are always there. Uh, the, I also send out the links to anyone who's ever been a part of our program in the past, since 2016. Who hasn't unsubscribed. Who hasn't unsubscribed. They all get that information. Um, and some people are like, hey, thanks for continuing to send this. Um, I'm not ready for this yet, but I will be. And I'll let you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't want to inundate people with emails either sure and and you spend so much time creating these programs and uh making sure that something is there for everyone what do you do for sue <laughs> that's a really good question <laughs> um i i do have to say that i love getting everyone out moving i think i think that came as uh, a cost for my running um, because I, I always make sure I run with whoever needs those back of the packers, those people that, and so sometimes it's been hard for me to do what I want to do in my running. Um, but I wouldn't change anything because nothing makes me happier than seeing those people succeed. So for me, I like to read and I've got a lot into reading a lot more. Uh, and that now that your kids are graduating out of the house, out of the house, only call you for four hours a day instead right. of 24. Right. It's kind of hard to keep your phone time down when you talk to your daughters for three, four hours a day. But I wouldn't change that either. So I like to read. Um, I, I have I've made some phenomenal friends through the training program. And we get together. Well, even if we're not running or walking, we get together for coffee, for lunch, for go on girls trips, that kind of thing. Yeah. I like to visit my family, my kids. As they're spread around the country. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All good places to go visit. Um, so with this, I'm sure that there are some days that are really, you know, the, the last day of the race, the, the race day is probably a moment that's a very big high for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing there are some days that are lows. Yeah. There are some days I don't want to get out and I don't. It's It's been a struggle. Honestly, the past six months have been a terrible struggle for me to get out and run. Uh, and Michigan winters don't help that. Not at all. And we do have a treadmill in the garage, but that's still cold. <laughs> and it's still crawling over three kayaks and a snowblower and <laughs> camping stuff to get to it. So, um, but I do, I, I think one of the things that does help is having kind of a goal race, just like my people have, and maybe not the same race that they're doing. So next month, uh, we're going to Disney Yay. World and doing the springtime surprise. So it's three days of races, a 5K, a 10K, and a 10-mile, and then we're staying. So that, that's gotten me out moving a little bit more. Um, and sometimes That we, and planning your wardrobe for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to have matching clothes at Disney. I mean, you have to have matching clothes for a run. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it's got, 
like anything, you're going to have highs and lows and you're going to be motivated and super excited and out every other day or three to four times a week. And sometimes you're just going to be like, eh, I, I need a break. And that's okay. It's okay to, to give yourself rest, to give your body, give your body rest, give yourself grace and say, it's okay. Like Scarlett O'Hara says, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow is another day. Yeah. How much of your time are you able to, um, how much of your time do you spend on creating the training programs or marketing your programs, spending on social media, teaching, coaching, leading? Well, when I, in the summer, when I have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night programs, those are really busy days. Those are those days because I, it's my program and I want to be there. Um, so in the summer, it's a whole lot more. I'm always thrilled in November, whatever the last day of the program is when we're done that I can, I have all my evenings at home now. <laughs> so it, it ebbs and flows with the seasons. Uh, I don't know if I, 10 hours a week, 15 hours a week. It just depends when it's three nights a week. That's a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time for our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography. Okay. And usually this is tailored more towards wood burners, but since you're, You've not gotten bit by the wood burning bug yet. <laughs> not yet. yet. We're, we might work yeah. on that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about gear that you would use for runs and events. So if you were on a stranded on a deserted island and you were left there with one type of shoe, <laughs> one food or fuel that you're going to eat on any of your runs there, um, one piece of gear and then one extra what would those things be? So let's start with your shoes. My shoes would be Brooks Ghost. Just, just those. Uh, they go everywhere. The classic with me. go-to. Yeah, I would take those anywhere. I bring them everywhere. <laughs> um, so that would be my shoe. Uh, what kind of food or fuel would you be using? Um, I'd take peanut butter because I love peanut butter. But if I couldn't take peanut butter, I'd take mini Snickers bars <laughs> because they're they they have everything you need in a little Snickers bar you full peanuts you get a little protein you get a little fat you get a little sugar so that great for the middle of a rate right middle of a run when you're right feeling low and it's real food it, it's a candy bar but it's real food other than some of those other nutritional supplements sure. that people use so what piece of gear would you have with you besides your I mean clothes and shoes but um uh, my water pack, my Nathan water pack that, yeah, cause it's, it's a backpack with water in it and it's just much easier than carrying something or having something around my waist. So that piece of gear I'd take. And then what's one extra that you would take with you? Uh, running related. I, I'm not going to, I'm just well, going to say one I, actually, extra. I would want to take my Kindle <laughs> so that I could relax in between your, in, in between, between my runs. runs. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I almost thought you were going to say you're going to take a friend. <laughs> well, no, I want my Kindle. If I'm on a desert island, I can read all the time. And no one's going to bother you? <laughs> yeah. And then I like to have a moment here where we talk about our, our community and who are three accounts that you think people listening might find value in? Might, and these, you know, they could be artists. They could be lawyers. They could be um, just any kind of accounts that you think might be of value or interest to someone with a small business or with um, who might be tuning in. Oh, well, for runners, I, I would go, my go-to would be Runner's World. Okay. And they have an online presence. You can subscribe online. They often have, uh, on Facebook, they have um, 
They're on Facebook, probably on Instagram. And, right, right. A um, website. The Clean Sports Collective is a podcast, another podcast where they talk about keeping sports drug-free. And so they've talked to coaches and they've talked to um, athletes and people who've been in a situation where other team members were doping, um, who've lost their place first, second, or third because someone in front of them was doping. So that's always a really, it's really interesting to hear that. It's another side of sport no one wants to talk about, and they do, the Mm -hmm. Clean Sport Collective. Um, As far as business-wise, find someone in your area (laughs) who that you trust. The woman that helped me was a graphic artist. Um, graphic designer, but she knew enough about starting a business to help me out. And she has her own business too on the side. She has a, one job and then another side business. Um, and then, um, I don't know, those are, yeah, those are pretty good ones, I think. I think so, definitely. What's one tip? Or- oh, wait, no. Oh, if you're in okay. Michigan, it's runmichigan.com. Runmichigan.com? Runmichigan.com because they have a calendar of races. You can sort by what distance of race you want, what type of race you want, what month you want to race in. They also have so much local coverage. They have high school. They have college. They have fun races. So it's a news site and a, you yeah. know, upcoming races. Yep, it's and- everything. And it's, it's all run. I mean, it's... I mean, they look for donations, but otherwise, it's free. I mean, and, and they've been going for at least 20 years. Cool. Um, what is one tip or trick that you think mo- others may find value in? Um, just give yourself grace. Um, get out and move. If you If you can't even imagine going out for running three miles, then go for two miles or go for one mile. That, that's, I really struggled during the pandemic getting out. And I thought for a couple of weeks, I'm like, all you have to do is a mile. That's like to behind the village and back. It's nothing, you know? So just get out and move something, run or walk or, and, and call a friend because it's, those are the people that have kept me moving is getting out. There, I had a training group in November started uh, with a group of moms, and I would not have gotten out if it wasn't for them. So, phone a friend, get out, just move, do something. All right, that's great. And and one thing that you know sticks in my head from that you said over and over and over when I was growing up was, enjoy the age that you're at because you'll never be this age again. (laughs) It's true. That's true. And it's just a number. We have friends that are in their 70s still running. Awesome. So what what things are you, what do you have coming up right now? Any journeys that we can follow you as you go on? Well, besides Disney next besides month. Disney. Uh, my training program is training for a race in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, some of them are doing a half marathon. Some of them are doing a marathon. Some are doing a relay. So I'm not going to run any of those things because we're just getting back from Disney, but I want to go and cheer. And then we go to Charlevoix. Uh, up in Ju- in June, up in northern Michigan, and that that's it's a great race. It runs along Lake Michigan. It's beautiful, and all our friends go, so it's a big party when we're all together. Yeah. Um, and then I don't have, ha- really have anything for later in the year. We'll just have to wait and see. We have a new grandbaby coming. We have people changing life circumstances. We have all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you for coming on today, Mom. Well, <laughs> I'm honored. I'm like <laughs> blown away. Someone wanted to talk to me. So thank you. Yeah, this has been really fun. I love talking to you about the community that you've built and how 
big of a deal you actually are. <laughs> and they, they are wonderful. Our running people have kept us going through illness and sickness and, and, and yeah, almost like a marriage in sickness and in health. Right. That they're, they're there. Richer or poorer. That's right. They're there. And I, I've never met a group of people as warm and caring and wonderful as our run, as my runners and walkers. They're amazing. Well, let's leave it right there. Thank you. Thank you. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at Peak Pyro Podcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next. <laughs>